1: If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. We can all get carried away making bets, but nothing beats Thomas Fitzpatrick's funny and brave story. He was just having drinks at the bar when his friend put him to a daring challenge and… Wait, let's start right from the beginning! An American pilot, Thomas Fitzpatrick was born in 1930 in Manhattan, New York. He grew up to be an honorable man. He served in the U.S. Marine Corps during World War II and joined the U.S. Army during the Korean War. He even received the Purple Heart for his bravery. But he was a real daredevil at heart, and in 1956, he showed his courage once again. It was somewhere near 3 in the morning on September 30th, and Tommy Fitz, as people often called him, was drinking and having fun with his friends at the bar. As the party continued, one of Thomas' buddies said that there was no way he could make it from New Jersey all the way to New York in just 15 minutes. Fitzpatrick quickly accepted the challenge and left the bar without saying a word. A couple minutes later, Thomas's friends heard the distinct sound of an airplane. What the? Naturally, everybody ran out onto the street, looking up at the red and white Cessna flying right above the bar. Nobody knows how Fitzpatrick was able to land the plane without ruining any of the New York buildings, but he did it, spectacularly landing on St. Nicholas Avenue right in front of the bar. He quickly jumped out of the airplane and ordered one more beer before the bar closed. Of course, this audacious incident didn't go unnoticed. As it turned out later, Thomas actually stole the plane from the Teeterboro School of Aeronautics, so he initially received a $5,000 bail for his illegal dare. Thankfully, the owner of the plane, which was unharmed, by the way, found the whole situation funny and decided not to press charges, so Fitzpatrick was only fined $100. He became the hot new thing in the news, though. The New York Times called his risky flight a feat of aeronautics and a fine landing. After the legal side of this story was taken care of, Thomas Fitzpatrick went back to his normal life. He worked as a steam fitter, got married, and led a pretty happy life.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
1: Yep, on October 4th, 1958, Thomas was in the bar again, drinking, and telling the bartender all about his exciting flight. The bartender obviously didn't read the newspapers, though, because he didn't believe Fitzpatrick's story one bit. Good. So why not repeat it, right? That's exactly what Thomas thought. He stole another plane from the same airfield, and this time landed on Amsterdam and 187th Street, right in front of Yeshiva University. The spectators claim that the plane hit the ground and bounced 20 feet in the air before hitting the ground once again. Still, nobody was injured and no buildings were ruined. However, Thomas didn't get away with it this time. The judge took Fitzpatrick's military record into consideration and sentenced him to six months in prison. He served his time gracefully, returned home, led a quiet life with his wife and kids, and never flew into New York ever again the brave pilot passed away of cancer at the age of 79. His unbelievable feat is still remembered, though. There's even a drink called Late Night Flight that was named after Fitzpatrick, a true hero. Nonetheless, this isn't the craziest story that's ever happened in New York. After all, it's a place with long and fascinating history, right? So here's just a couple of its wildest events. Straw Hats Riot. Back in the 20s, straw hats were the epitome of male fashion. Not fashion in general, though, just summer fashion. So when some men continued to wear their hats in September, people started to become quite tense about it. A couple weeks in, an anti-straw hat gangs were born. They basically snatched the hats for men's heads. The madness ended only after the three-day-long straw hat riot when hooligans all over New York City got into fights with every straw hat lover. Luckily, no one was killed, but a couple of people were injured. That's probably why straw hats suddenly disappeared from the fashion world for good. Living the Video Game In 2013, Grand Theft Auto was one of the most popular video games ever. So when Grand Theft Auto V was finally coming out, everybody was excited. But nobody wanted it more than three guys from Staten Island, who actually pretended to be cops to get their hands on the game earlier. At first, they wanted to buy the game like everyone else, but when they got to the store, they saw a long line of hundreds of people. And that's when they came up with the idea to declare themselves police officers and cut in front of everybody. They even drove an unmarked police car to the store. However. Their nerves quickly gave them away. They ran a couple of stop signs on their way out and got pulled over by actual police. The classic case of life imitating art. Stolen Building You probably don't know this, but back in the 60s, there was a massive and gorgeous Bogardus building right in downtown New York City. One day, thanks to a huge urban renewal, The Landmarks Preservation Commission decided to take apart and use its elements to create another building in the future. So the building's parts made their way into a vacant lot, until one day somebody decided to steal them. The chairman of the commission claimed to see three men loading large pieces of the former building into a truck. Unfortunately, when the thieves were found, about two-thirds of the facade had already been sold. So the commission took the rest of the building and placed it in another secret location. Apparently, the location wasn't that secret after all, because when the commission finally decided to use the pieces, the storage turned out to be completely empty once again. The original spandrel panel was the only piece that was left behind, and these days you can actually come and see it in the Museum of the City of New York. The authorities also built a replica of the original building, with all new parts. It's the one at South Street Seaport on Front Street and Fulton Street. The person who stole the original pieces was never caught and still remains unknown. The Haunted House New York is an old city, so naturally it's full of bizarre and haunted buildings. However, there's one that will send more chills down your spine than any other. A gorgeous townhouse on 14th West 10th Street it's often considered to be the most haunted place in the city, with, allegedly, 22 ghosts living there. Ooh. The house was built back in the 1850s and quickly became popular among the New York City elite. At first, it was a one-residence home, but later it was split into apartments, and that's when supernatural things began. Jan Bryant Bartel. The off-Broadway actress who lived in the top-floor apartment said she often felt the presence of a monstrous moving shadow in her home. She even called a medium who stated that she felt the presence of three souls in the house. Mark Twain also lived in the building for a year, and even though he didn't die there, people have since claimed to see his ghost in a classic white suit walking along the hallways. A mother and daughter who lived in the building for a while even insisted on him saying, My name is Clemens, which is the author's real name, by the way. And I got problems here. I gotta settle to them. But before they could even understand what was going on, the writer disappeared. Well, I guess now we know the one place in New York City we should all avoid at all costs.